0: Block talk radio
1: you have just tuned in to the midweek pick me up energy show featuring professional officiant tuning fork facilitator and author marcy Anchi. in 1988 Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann.
0: And good afternoon to everyone. This is Marcy Ann. It's the first wednesday of the month and i'm doing my show once a month now on the first wednesday at four o'clock pacific daylight time and um about a week ago i want to thank all of you for tuning in (laughs) those of you that might be listening now live with me and for all of you who are going to listen to the show in the archives because i am really excited about this show i um I just think I've found such a simple answer (laughs) here. And it all started about a week ago when I had a dream. Now, I was at some sort of a great big group of people who had all assembled together voluntarily to uh, attend this function. You know, it seemed kind of like the Academy Awards, you know, But the point is, all of us were there because of our affiliation with whatever it was. And it was huge. It was a huge um, event. There were thousands and thousands of people there. And I I just sat there in my seat, and I was feeling very connected. You know, I was feeling important. I was a part of everything and everybody, you know, I belonged. (laughs) And I was accepted because I was part of it. And then that particular uh, function ended. And I looked to the person who was sitting to the left of me and I said, well, what are you going to do now? And uh, they said, oh, we're invited to an after party. So I thought, oh. So I turned to the person sitting on the other side of me and I said, well, What are you going to do now? And they said, oh, we've been invited to a private after party. So now, apparently, I wasn't going to be part of something after the function because I hadn't been invited to any after party. So now instead of feeling very connected to everything and everybody and I began feeling very separate and excluded and discriminated against and and alone and unwanted, and I began to cry. And this is when I woke up. Now, um, there was a voice that came to me when I woke up. I felt like there was uh, a spirit, a spiritual being in my room, and I, uh, I, I've kind of gotten used to these nighttime visitors because, um, and I'm no longer afraid of them because apparently nighttime is a really good time for spiritual teachers to work with us because our mind is quiet and we're relaxed and we're non-combative. <laughs> but this is what I heard. This is the law of natural selection. Well, I keep paper and pen, pen beside my bed all the time because I, I do wake up in the middle of the night and I have thoughts and ideas and I, uh, I, have ways of, uh, I think of ways of doing things, and so I write them down. So I wrote down the law of natural selection. And then the next morning, when I woke up i as soon as I could, I turned on my computer and I googled "Law of natural selection," and pages and pages and pages of information came up because the law of not the it's actually a principle a law is, a principle is different than a law a law is absolute, but a principle has motion and movement, and it's like an idea. And it's part of Darwin's theory of evolution of the species. The law of natural selection is part of evolution. It's how things develop. Well, you know, I was raised a Christian, so I had been steered away from Darwin's theory of evolution early on in my life. I was taught it was heresy, and it wasn't consistent with the story of creation in Genesis. So um, it seemed a curiosity for me to think about looking into this idea now. But my grandson came by for a visit, and I asked him if he knew about Darwin's theory of natural selection. And he says, well, of course, Grandma. We're taught about that in school now because 21st century science validates everything that Darwin proposed, and with the discovery of DNA and further studies of the genome project we now know much more about how species evolved and in quantum physics grandma you now you know that we are the observer and without us nothing happens and everything happens including natural selection <laughs> Well, Darwin's theory of evolution is a widely held idea that all life is related and has descended from one common source. Well, see, that idea isn't inconsistent to me now, as uh, with the story of the creation in Genesis, because the common source now is the light. Everything was darkness, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. So light, the light, is the common source. And then actually, Genesis really actually gives an account of the evolution of the light. Because the light began to coalesce, and it created heavens, and then waters above the heavens, and waters below the heavens, and earths. It had mountains and seas and lakes and rivers and oceans and then fish and plants and trees and flowers and insects and animals. And finally, the form which has evolved into the very highest image and likeness of the idea of the creator, which is man. I would like to say that while man is the highest form of evolution so far within the history of the light, man is also the newest form (laughs) and is still very much in the beginning stages of any type of finished form. (laughs) I might do a show on that later on, but I'm not going to talk any more about it at this point. Now, the Human Genome Project was an international scientific research project with the goal of determining the sequence of chemical base pairs which make up our human DNA and to identify and map all of the genes of the human genome. That was the their uh it does uh, still remain the world's largest collaborative biological pro- uh, project ever attempted. Uh, the Human Genome Project was started in 1990 with the goal of sequencing and identifying 3.3 billion chemical units in the human genetic instruction set. And the original idea was try to find the genetic roots of disease and then develop treatments using drugs. Now, probably everyone in the world now knows because of Angelina Jolie that if a person has certain inherited genes, it's currently believed that these inherited genes can presuppose the development of disease like cancer. So Angelina has been steadfastly and with precise targets carefully cutting out all those possibilities, which she's inherited from her mother who did die of cancer. However, one of the members of the Genome Project, Bruce Lipton, discovered that genes are passive in their actual expression. The gene is not the original cause. It's only a possibility. But at the origin of the cause is the person. The power of the DNA is in the mind of the person. The gene lives in an environment that is created by the person who has that gene in their body. So, the Human Genome Project did continue to prove, uh, did it that DNA is not set in stone. That DNA is able to be manipulated and controlled, but DNA responds not only to chemical interventions, but to the thoughts and feelings and actions of the person. And that's you. In quantum physics, as my grandson pointed out, it's called being the observer. That's who you are, the observer. And you are the one who is ultimately going to determine whether that passive gene becomes active and expresses or not. None of us is bound by any inherited predisposition to anything because we're in charge. We are what is called an irreducibly complex system which is composed of multiple parts. And then each one of our multiple parts is also an irreducibly complex system because, for instance, just one bacteria Bacteria cell, which is incredibly small, it weighs less than 10 to the 12th power gram, is made up of 100,000 million atoms, just one bacteria cell. So when Bruce Lipton began to point out to his fellow scientists that the whole premise of the Genome Pro- Project was compromised, he was quickly thrown out and buried under false accusations and character uh, tasing to try to care- to quiet him because the medical profession didn't want anybody to know that health was a mind-body connection where behavioral change creates wellness because they're making too much money in their homostasis system of manipulating and maintaining internal physical stability by the use of drugs. You know, the girl who helps me with my weddings um, at the beach has reconnected with her boyfriend from high school, and they're now together again after all these years. And since she's been cooking organically for him and he's been on a regular exercise program, he's lost 35 pounds and he no longer needs to take any cholesterol or blood pressure medication. All of the irreducibly complex systems in his body are now functioning perfectly and he feels great. As he approaches his 70th birthday this year, and he's still working full time as a photographer, videographer, Currently connected with the Beverly Hills Housewives TV reality show, just having a ball. Every day is exciting. He's absolute proof that we, when we take charge of ourselves and our body, then we can get our systems working perfectly and we don't need to use any drugs. And I just have to say one thing here about being pre-diabetic because uh, I'm going to try to be calm and very matter-of-fact about this because this is about the most criminal action that the medical profession has wrought on the unsuspecting public in all my years of living here on earth. If you don't have diabetes, you don't have diabetes. You aren't pre-diabetic. You either have diabetes or you don't have diabetes because either your pancreas is working or it isn't working. And if it isn't working as well as it should, then make some behavioral changes. And there's many, many, many behavioral programs you can do to keep your pancreas working perfectly. They were trying to tell uh, this girl that works for me's boyfriend, that he was pre-diabetic. All that means is that the numbers don't fit into a certain box. And if you begin thinking like that, oh, I'm pre-diabetic, well, this will catapult you into diabetes just by the mind-body connection. That's what they want. Don't buy into this. Don't let the medical profession steer you into diabetes because by taking control of your health yourself and implementing natural selections, You can get off of all your cholesterol, blood pressure medications. Uh, Acid reflux can just be eliminated by the proper use of probiotic foods or just putting a finger full of natural baking soda on your tongue. Take a look at what you're eating and see what's causing the acid reaction. We feel better and not able to get cancer if we're more alkaline. If you're having a lot of acid reflux, you're angry about something. Take a look at what makes you mad and then see what you can do to change your attitude. Well, I just that's I just had to talk about that, okay? So but the point of the show today is the principle of natural selection means that life, our life is controlled by us. We choose we are the operator of ourself no one else can do it because no one else knows how we feel or what we really want you know i believe our society is so sensitive to everything and everybody right now because we're beginning to wake up to the solemn fact that the buck stops here and you know what i'm important And I want to be heard. And what I think is important and what I'm feeling needs to be understood. And as a society, we're not going to be dumbed down any longer. We're not going to be manipulated and controlled by others anymore. We're going to express ourselves, our true self. Not what our mother wants us to be. Not who our father thinks we should be. Not even what our teachers and our leaders think we should be. Because there's not another single person anywhere else in the world who has ever lived or who will ever live who is like you or who is like me. There is not a single person anywhere else in the world who has ever lived or who will ever live who is like you. You and I are part of this irreducibly complex system That is called life. And so is everybody else. But no one in the system is like any other system. So how in the world are we going to be able to get along? Well, according to Wikipedia, life is a characteristic distinguishing physical entity having signaling and self-sustaining biological processes. (laughs) Now, the smallest unit of life is called an organism, and organisms are composed of one or more cells, and these cells undergo metabolism, metabolism. They maintain homeostasis, they can grow, respond to stimuli, reproduce, and adapt to their environment in successive generations. A diverse array of living organisms can be found here on Earth, and the properties common to every organism, plants, animals, fungi, bacteria, whatever it is, is that we are a carbon- and water-based cellular form with complex organization and inheritable genetic information. So there it is. All life is carbon- and water-based cellular form with complex organization. We're about 70% water and 30% carbon. And there's no two forms alike in all of life. No two snowflakes, the same. No two grains of sand, the same. No two sets of fingerprints, the same. No two voice audio uh, transmissions, the same. That's why we have to be in charge of our own life because <laughs> there isn't anybody else here on earth who knows how we work. But we are all connected to the common source, which we have already determined is light. God said, Let there be light, and everything and everybody came out of the light. And most of all, life has propagated and continued to exist the principle of natural selection and so far that's worked pretty good you know what apple trees don't scream at orange trees and tell them they have to make apples female cows male, mate with male cows and they have cow babies i mean rarely in the animal kingdom do you see one space, species mating with another species Red birds make red birds, and bluebirds make blue birds, but species do change according to environments. The white moth in England gradually became brown as Europe industrialized, and before environmental sta- standards were set up to keep the air cleaner as the air became more polluted, the white moth turned brown, and then when the air began to be cleaner the moth the moth went back to being more white. You know, Kim Kardashian is married to a black man, and she has a brown child. And currently, her mother is also dating a black man, but I don't think her mother will be having any more children. But when Michelle Obama took Barack home to meet her parents, they were very concerned about her dating a racially mixed person. Michelle's mother said it would be harder on their children to make it in life. Uh, but of course, no one knew at that time that Brock was going to be president. <laughs> and Brock grew up in Hawaii, where he was just another brown kid on the island. He didn't know anything other than uh, natural selection until he came to Los Angeles to live with his white grandparents in order to go to high school. And there, he wasn't naturally selected by the white kids or the black kids. So Barack knew what Michelle's mother was talking about. And it is interesting that in the history of the United States, when the census were originally taken, not until just not too many years ago, people were counted according to if they were all white or all black or half black and half white or one-fourth white, and three-fourths black or one-fourth black and three-fourths white. At one time, uh, if someone was one-sixteenth black, it was recorded in the census. Today there's dozens of categories to choose from on the census. And and Florida finally took ethnicity off of their marriage licenses because folks are just too mixed up today. So perhaps eventually the census won't categorize anymore because actually everyone and everything is just a water and carbon based cellular form of irreducibly complexity. <laughs> so how can understanding the principle of natural selection help us today? Well, let's just look at everything and everybody and this let let them make their own choices. That's what the principle of natural selection is. So we would choose according to what is natural for us. Now, sometimes that's going to look like prejudice or racism, but it isn't. It's just natural selection. But you say, well, possibly white people would choose natural selection to exclude black people from their group. Well, so what? What difference does that make black people can have a group of their own and they can exclude white people now in my dream i was a part of everything and i was connected and i was accepted but i wasn't invited to any of the private after parties because the people who had who had the other after parties were using the principle of natural selection to determine who to invite everybody can't be invited everybody can't be president everybody can't win the race everybody can't be first so there have to be some people who are not invited or who would have to just settle for being vice president. (laughs) Or maybe just get a ribbon for having run in the race, but they didn't win. What's wrong with this? You know what? It's just the natural way of things. Why are we making such a big to-do about people's natural selections? We have the right to natural selection. It's part of being alive. We are a free moral agent who has choice. And because there isn't anybody like us, then we're going to, to make our choices according to what seems natural to us, what seems right for me, what seems good for me, because that's my right, because I am alive. And I don't want anybody else telling me I can't make my own choices based on what is natural for me. You don't have that right to tell me what I have to choose. Now, in my dream, when I discovered that I hadn't been invited to any of the private after parties at first, I felt rejected. I felt unwanted. I felt like an outcast, alone, separated from everybody. But the truth is, in the dream, we were all connected, At the beginning, we were all at the event for this program. We were all in the same place, sitting together, accepted by everyone. I was a part of the whole thing. So not being invited to the after party didn't mean that I was no longer accepted or connected to everyone. I was still as much a part of the whole thing as I was before I found out about the private after parties. Now, this is what we need to realize because of the principle of natural selection from, from time to time. Certain groups are going to form, and we're not going to be invited. But all of us are still one great big thing. The whole creation is one great big thing. And we are one irreducibly complex system which is composed of... Mu- multiple parts and we are part of the irreducibly complex system which is called life all of us and as we live life there are going to be some people who will use their natural selection to not select us and we will use our natural selection to not select other people And this is all normal and natural. It's nothing to be upset about because we are all one important part of the whole thing. And all we are responsible for is to do our part. So all we need to do is to find out what our part is and do it to the best of our ability. You know, you might just be one of the mile markers along the race. You might not even be able to be in the race, much less win it. You just might be that person along the side of the road that uh, establishes that it's, you know, mile marker two. And maybe you can have some water there to offer to the people that are running the race. I mean, each of us has something we can do, just some little part of the whole thing. So just find out what your part is. Make your choices. Let your life be as full of as much experience as you want to have because all things are possible, and there's nothing that you can't do. And there's no one like you, and you are here to do something that no one else can do or perhaps has ever done. So go forth, love, Laugh and live until uh, we meet again next month on the first Wednesday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. This is Marcianne.
1: That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. Marcy Ann's website is www.marcianne.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in your YouTube search window. The middle-of-the-week pick-me-up energy show is broadcast live the first Wednesday of every month at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcy Ann Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time and any place in the world.